0: If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit ScarletTeen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers.
1: Okay, so what are we drinking
0: today? <laughs> drinking a scufflaw. It's an old prohibition drink. Basically, it um, came about in 1920 in Paris at Harry's uh-huh. Bar by a famous bartender named Harry Craddock, and it's basically a high-end, at that time, a high-end cocktail during prohibition, which fits the name. People that did not choose to abide by the prohibition.
1: Yes, there were uh, scufflaws. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. So that's what we're trying today. Mm. Great. what's in it so there is rye it's mostly a rye or a whiskey you could use a bourbon but i chose a rye uh, dry vermouth grenadine lemon juice and orange bitters wow what a unique drink Ooh, wow see i thought I. i'm glad i used rye i really bourbon would have been good too it would have been smoother and it would have been sweeter yeah but this is delicious yeah, but the rye, that spiciness in the rye comes out. It's got so much in it. It's got yeah. so many interesting... It's a good
1: drink. Yeah, it's got interesting flavors and it's interesting colors, kind of an orangey-red color. Yeah. And you've got a little, looks like a little bit of orange in there. Orange peel, peel there. in there, yeah. Hmm. What an interesting drink. I like that. You know, it's got a feel about it, of being it celebratory, is... like something you get at a fair or a... Like an, an event, you know, it has that kind of...
0: Well, yeah, because the color itself lends itself to occasion. But, but, but the flavor is
1: very sort of fruity and... Fireworky. Fiery. yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. It's a good drink, it's interesting. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> we
1: had some hot sex today. We had really, really hot sex today. We did. It was like out of this world.
0: Yeah, I... uh Yeah, came really, really hard multiple, multiple times.
1: I was kind of laughing at the end because you were literally coming uncontrollably.
0: Yeah, in fact, you had stopped. It backed up a little bit, and I'm still coming.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you just came so hard. And and that's so interesting because an orgasm is, you know, just on its own. It's like this very fascinating accumulation of nervous input to a part of your brain where you have a an eruption of chemistry and you have this experience of ecstasy for a moment, you know. But it's like such an interesting thing because you've had orgasms your whole life Mm -hmm. and I've had orgasms my whole life but the way we're orgasming now doesn't feel anything like what we had experienced in the past.
0: No, not even close. It's like what I've said. It's like we're living in technicolor. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's quite remarkable. It's fantastic. And... To put me on edge all day, you had me, you know, finger edging myself on the hour for a couple minutes every hour yeah. up until.
1: Yeah, so you were pretty much ready to climb the walls I, by the time I left.
0: I, yeah, I even told you, I, I know, something, what did I say about your walk? I said so something. You get
1: to go have a, a not very long walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you wanted me to come back and fuck you, like right away. <laughs> That's totally true. I know. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty out of this world to, to have that kind of sex. You know, and I think a lot about it because, like, this didn't happen overnight. Mm-mm. We had to, like, do some work on our experience of each other and on ourselves. Yep. And we had to come to terms with some things. Yep. And be present to some other things. And we had to, like, grow into that and find connection and find relatedness and... Mm -hmm. find community and all of that in the experience of each other Right before we started to experience this different experience of sexual ecstasy.
0: Completely. Yeah. And that leads, you know, a perfect segue into our webinar. Yes. That's coming up on December 3rd. Right. At 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific time. On Dating Kinky. Yep, on Dating Kinky. It's it's called uh, What's in Your... Toolbox? toolbox and it applies the principles that we're speaking to about how we have grown in a way to be close in such a way without reasons or stories or yeah buts or those kinds of things that get in the way so that you can truly experience not only relationship intimacy but also physical intimacy hmm. at a level that's i've never had that before
1: yeah i encourage people who are embarking on relationship or who have a relationship that they're working inside of or yep. they have a relationship they're working on or they are thinking about a relationship they want to start exactly or they have some broken relationships that they want to repair this is a good opportunity to get present to ways to take that on
0: yeah and uniqueness about this it's not quick fix, tips and tricks kind of thing. Yeah, there's no
1: tips and tricks. This is
0: really about concepts to take on and be in action about that apply to all relationships. So, so it may not be just your intimate partner relationship. It could be any relationship you have. Now, we're
1: going to, obviously, because we're dating kinky, we're going to speak into a kink context. Right. But the actual principles, the distinctions, apply in every relationship. Exactly. Yeah, so put on your calendar, it's December 3rd at 7pm Pacific, and you can register on Lady Petra's FetLife profile page, or you can register on my profile page, Saffa Master, or you can register on Dating Kiki. Yes. Gordon, chapter 13.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What do you think? This chapter dealt with their social life and other people that they interact with. And, you know, of course, typical Gordon, he, you know, has a mode of when he's going to rape her. She knows ahead because this time, particularly when he started going a different direction than where he had said he was going to go, she knew immediately and tried to fight him. And he put her back into that archway again, the same place, shoved her up against dirty wood boxes. And she says it's rape. She says it. And then, you know, he goes, when he's done, like, and it's really up rape because it's power. It's not, he gets done in a minute or two. I mean, he's just in and out kind of thing. And he's over pacing, kind of waiting for her, I guess, to get herself together. And then she runs away and she's in shock. She doesn't have any clue on her state. She just starts running and she hears footsteps. She thinks it's him, but it isn't. It's somebody else passing her, kind of looking at her weird and she doesn't, put two and two together, runs across the street, and all of a sudden she feels him grab her. And she talks about it being calmness when she gets caught, but this is what I would say. She's been raped. She's in shock. She's also really attached to the little thing. So if you think about littles, you know, kids, they run away, and it's as soon as you get caught, it's that almost titillation of getting caught... That's joy and fear all mixed together. She can't disconnect those feelings of her little from him doing these atrocious things to her. She puts up with the atrocious things because he fulfills on the little. Just like when they get to the friend's house and he puts her at his feet to sit. But that
1: wasn't him putting her at his feet to sit as a little... That was him demanding she submit in public.
0: Well, yeah, but and, but that's their dynamic. A little, it's a it's a DS dynamic. Whether yes. it's little and big, it's still a DS dynamic.
1: Yeah, and she's present to the humiliation, and she's present to that. She's completely content in their dynamic, which surprises me. Yeah, because it's a non consensual dynamic. Yes. It's very surprising,
0: and like this is typical of a raped victim. She had no idea. She kept getting these stares of people as they're heading to this party. Yeah. He, of course, does not point it out to her at all. Right. And when she gets there, the hostess asks, "What's wrong with her?" The hostess
1: is like surprised. She's, She's shocked. shocked. She's like, what happened to you? you look terrible.
0: Yeah. And, and she keeps thinking it's her lipstick. She yeah. pulls out a mirror to look at her lips, and she figures, well, her lips look fine. Right. She's still in shock. Right. And then finally, it leads her to a mirror at the hostess house, and she sees, like, her stockings are ripped. She's bleeding. There's a hole in her skirt. Her hem is pulled out. Yeah. I mean, it's... She's been, like, violently... There's bricked. wood chips and, and green slime on her dress. Yeah. Because he threw up against the dirty stuff. Yeah. I mean... She looks used. She looks raped. Raped. Yeah, Yeah. that's how she looks.
1: But then again, you know, she she notes she felt very relieved when he took her by the wrist. She felt extremely content kneeling at his feet. She felt completely owned and happy in their dynamic.
0: Right, but that's what I'm saying. She might be because of her story or whatever. I have to put up with this crap to get what I want.
1: So you know what I was left with at the end of the last chapter was really disliking Gordon. Mm -hmm. Like, I really dislike him. He's a horrible person. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, she's fine with it. And she makes the observation that this is a very particular dynamic. It's not their real life. Their real life is filled with ordinary things. And she
0: doesn't want
1: ordinary things she doesn't with want him. It. No, what she wants is this very specific dynamic.
0: Yeah, that she gets to come in
1: and out of. Yes, so so she's a participant in this power exchange, completely. Yes, you're right. And it's not unacceptable to her that he rapes her.
0: It's acceptable to her, and actually So is there she, consent? Well, she keeps showing up. Yeah, but I don't know if that means consent.
1: She's not required to be in the, they don't live together. It's not 24 seven. She's in and out. Mhm. She keeps coming back. Yeah. She volunteers herself to be used. But I by would him. say
0: this, rape victims, abuse victims, yeah. do it repeat them repeat it too. I can't speak to that cuz I don't know.
1: What I do know is that he doesn't get to treat her the way he treats her unless she shows up to be used the way that she, he chooses to use her without any consent on her part as to exactly what it is. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the history of this book, yeah. he uses her as a little. He rapes her. He humiliates her. He forces her to do things that are humiliating for her to do, like pee in public, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there's the way he uses her with all of his psychi- psychiatric perspectives. Right. But then... There's the fact that she just accepts it and shows up to it, mm-hmm. to, for it. And so it takes two to tango. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought the most interesting part of this was the first moment of self-reflection that Gordon had in the entire book so far is when he goes, you know, I need to go back into psychoanalysis because I need to understand what's going on because I think it's concerning to him as well because he's able to step back and look at how this is occurring. And he's able to, like, have a little bit of reflection on it. And he realizes it's, it's like, really out there.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean he's not insane. It doesn't. (laughs) You know, it doesn't mean... People can self-reflect of all, Yeah. you know. I agree.
1: Now, it's a very interesting chapter because it's the first time you get present to that he's willing to humiliate her in public in a very profound way Mm -hmm. you know he he raped her she is disheveled but he puts her on display Mm -hmm. to kneel at his feet where she stayed the whole evening Mm -hmm. and was completely
0: content because i think she craves that part though yeah but you can't say she doesn't crave the other i don't know if she does she you hasn't... can't say she does either because no. she struggled. She th- she when she got closer to the archway, realizing he was going to do it, yeah. she said she fought harder than the time before. Yeah, she fought against it absolutely. Now, and afterwards, this time, she quietly departed to the archway and ran away. Yeah, she stuck out. She didn't like make it. Make she did She stuck out. She to tr- tr- try to not let him see her leave. Yes. She was trying to get away. She was trying to get away.
1: Yeah, so one can assume from that that she didn't approve.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, when we go back to, like, I'm talking about repeat abusers, the, the abused person doesn't mean they don't have good experiences in the relationship they're having, It's if it's a married couple, let's say. Yeah. And when they get abused, they tolerate it or they make it right because there's other things they're getting out of it. Yeah. So And they stay, and they keep coming back. Yeah, they keep coming back. And people are like, well, why, how does that happen? But that's the state of someone who's in an abusive relationship. And even though it's coming and going, that doesn't make it any less an abusive relationship. There's people that are separated, and they keep coming back to the guy or the woman. I mean, this happens. This is humans. No, I get that. Now, you, now you and I
1: concluded that what occurred in the last chapter, was very abusive. And mm-hmm. in this chapter, there was that repeat abuse that rape that she names as rape. Yeah, she names it. And she fights off and she runs away. And yet, she was completely content and states that she's been completely content in this dynamic that it's not a part of her ordinary life. That it's really different and it's way outside of what she's used to. Well, and she, and she digs it.
0: She she kind of referred to it as almost fantasy. Yeah. You know, when she talked about people in Sicily, like she's on a vacation and and she's transported when she's with him. Yes. And that she doesn't have to worry about the everyday things of like people have to pay bills and right. turn and the Venice, lights on. Well, that's a, Venice, Venice, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And so it's her escape into a fantasy world. Yeah,
1: it is. I was just really like present to that she's very content with this. Yeah. You know, I was present to that it's a dynamic that they're both participating in. Mm-hmm. That she's not feeling imprisoned by or enslaved by, although she does make the observation that Gordon has the power to enslave any woman. It's interesting. I still don't like him.
0: Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, we still have more to go in the book, I think, to figure out where we have we're
1: going. Yeah, three or four more chapters. I think it's like 16 or 19 chapters.
0: Yeah.
1: It'd be interesting to see what happens next. I mean, last time I was ready to put the book down Mm -hmm. because I didn't like him anymore. Mm. This time I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'll see what the next chapter says. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, I I mean, I'd like to see what the next chapter has. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching online domination or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going please visit our patreon website at lady petra playground you can reach me via email at lady petra playground at gmail.com our music is composed and performed by roger ferguson who can be found at Music.com. till next time cheers